Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Man of Steel one minute at a time. My name is Mark. You can follow me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also follow me on social media at NoClutchNate as well as uh, Instagram toy photography page Clutch Figures. Check it out. Oh, and I'm the special guest this week. That you are. Uh, I'm Johnny. I am co-host of another podcast called Honey Hole My Beer. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be a part of this because my degree is in philosophy, pop culture, and religion, so. So you fit. It's a good fit. Yeah, you know. Pop culture being, you know. Comics. uh, All right, cool. Awesome. (laughs) Good deal. All righty. And today we're going to be discussing Man of Steel Minute number 21. The minute starts with uh, an establishing shot of a crab fishing boat out on some choppy waters. And then the minute ends with the captain of the ship asking his men to secure the deck um, as they answer a distress call. So, um, exciting, exciting stuff. This is our first um, kind of scene on Earth. We've already gone through the whole Krypton um, prologue. And this is going to be our first. Uh, major scene into Earth, and our first major scene with Kal-El. Um, the ship is called um, the Debbie Sue, and I took that as a reference to Zack Snyder's wife, whose name is Deborah Snyder. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I guess we've already talked about Kal-El. Like, I mean, well, Henry Cavill playing Kal-El, but this is the first time we actually see him in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, 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 I have. Yeah, some things. Um, it's, uh, I the, think we've already mentioned that. Yeah, he's from the film Immortals, where we first see like as a major major role for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Immortals, so I guess we've already covered his background. But in this scene, they refer refer to him as another name. Um, they call him Greenhorn. That's something that you. If have you guys ever watched Deadliest Catch? I'm gonna <laughs> throw that out there. No. 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 Okay. Is that an I'm, ironic no or just a no, I'm hard serious. no? Okay. It's a hard no. <laughs> okay. So not, not an aggressive no. Oh. <laughs> just a very sharp Enlighten no. Enlighten me. <laughs> uh so I literally I'm dumb and I wrote Deadliest Catch Double Entendre Crab versus Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like Greenhorn is the the peop- the name that they give um newbies on crab boats. Is it now? Yeah, it's like Always? your first. Your fir- yeah, it's your first season out at sea, basically. Oh, so and like I thought it was just like a fake name. It's not a fake mm-mm. name. It's like it's a nickname that they give to all newbies. Oh wow! On crack boats because they're green, so they don't know a lot of the like functionalities of the boats, or they don't know the perils of being a crab fisherman or whatever. So they get in a lot of trouble. They can mis- get mistakes a lot, um, and sometimes almost get killed. Oh no! Or oh get yeah! Killed. So we get to so, see that in this minute. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, I never knew. Did that. I take that's your notes a... from you, Mark? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh. Ha- I didn't have any notes on Greenhorn. I just oh. thought that was. I I didn't know what that meant. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was just a fake name because mm-hmm. what he gets called by Joe later. Mm-mm. It's like that's another um, fake name. Oh, you John. Think? Oh wait, no, it's John. John Doe. It's a newbie a, thing. Yeah. No, I didn't know that, and Joe. the nerd in me was like Green Hornet. But that now that sounds stupid. Get now no, now I don't know why I wrote that. No way. <laughs> yeah, I got. What do I have? I feel like an idiot. <laughs> I 
I'm I think I, I was trying to. Know. I couldn't tell the difference between lobster traps and crab traps. Oh, Are they the same thing? No. Okay. Well, what does it matter? It's just a trap. Lobster traps. I don't know. Are I didn't know how accurate. And now, was it like we know like the couple of actors that we've seen this minute are are. are are actors but are the there's other probably people, people who are actually crab fishermen real on there. fishermen on it because they know what yeah. to do yeah, yeah. guys watch I mean, a couple seasons of deadliest obviously. catch like they, they were never out at sea they were just in a green room well and you're <laughs> not gonna you're not gonna like tilting the boat yeah you're not gonna forth. this is what i found very weird and i guess it's i just don't know the context for like oil rigs but you're not gonna crab fish like that most of those crab fishermen that are on boats like that fish in the like north so there's not gonna well that's supposed to be in alaska yeah but i don't know i guess there's an oil there's oil rigs out in alaska too. maybe it's promoting that we should have offshore offshore drilling in alaska uh <laughs> capitalists like M- model there yeah <laughs> no <laughs> but yeah i i just never they never mentioned it in the show at all before like what show possible, deadliest catch yeah possible oil rigs and stuff i don't know whatever i watched a lot of deadliest catch when i was younger <laughs> never seen deadliest know. catch so people died yeah. in that show they like got thrown off the boat by the rigs thing i remember like on the show people die or just a profession people die no both so like this the, guy the, got the knocked old off guy had like a heart attack or something Oh, That's one of the captains. That's not dying because of the show. It's stressful. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know about that. The, but the captain. The one of the like, captains oh, had a heart attack. Oh, die when they're crab fishermen. No, he just died of a heart attack. <laughs> no. <laughs> it really, the, it's bad. One of the like guys Wasn't got knocked related. off the boat. He we got knocked off the some, boat by the rig. Lost some listeners. Deadliest catch is the best. Right. <laughs> Deadliest catch minute. Dude. No. Back. Down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. Look. Why? Why did I have a question? Why yeah. do you think they chose to have a? Um, I'm and now. I'm trying to think if it's going to to the greenhorn mentality. Why have them on a fishing boat? And if people already know what that greenhorn thing is, like the newbie, it kind of makes sense for him. This is the first time we're seeing this Henry Cavill Superman, and he is kind of like a newbie novice kid. He almost got knocked in the head by a fallen thing. Obviously, it wouldn't hurt him. Yeah, but well, obviously. He just, like, yeah. But, there. like, maybe, like, that's why I was wondering. I was like, why choose a fishing it's, a fishing ship? But since you said the Greenhorn thing, it kind of makes, in mm-hmm. my head, that makes sense. And uh, it, it it's makes like it symbolism. seem like it's... Yeah, He absolutely. decided to bring him in that way. Absolutely. And, like, I love like, it. In a very, a very um, immortal man in a very deadly environment. Yeah. Like that's if cool. not, yeah, And, like, it was probably at a time when... Maybe Deadliest Catch was popular. People were like, yo, people die on that show. <laughs> <laughs> or, so they were or, like, hey, put Superman on Deadliest Catch. Oh. Or he really liked Deadliest Catch, so he's trying to integrate it in the movie somehow. There it is. I'm, I'm open to both reasons. <laughs> yeah, I think both maybe Deadliest Catch was prominent during this time of the film. And then also, like, your whole explanation or enlightening of us of what Greenhorn means tells us a lot about how this relates to kind of like the state of where Superman is. Yeah, he is that's what I was saying. Because he's a newbie and like he um, knows what to, and he doesn't know what to he's do. He's going to be making a lot of mistakes in this film, makes a huge mistake at the end of the film and learns from it. Yeah. So that's, that's it's a good, that's, I have a, a lot boat. of this. What is this? I have it kind of started. This like is the first uh, time we start like this. This is like that montage scene where like we, we learn about like his past and everything. Mm-hmm. It's the first time we see it. And um, I was kind of saying it, it kind of shows off like his different abilities kind of subtly, but also we'll get in later into him how like the um, I don't even know if, it, if it's symbolism or not, but how the whole scene th- themselves kind of show off um, 
him going from novice to to understanding what's happening i like i kind of wrote a little note that like at the end of the scene there's like this moment of realization of like maybe this is what he should be doing with his life is like going around saving people because there's that split second where he's like hearing about the oil rig and how they're gonna like pretty much they've all washed their hands with it yeah and he's like bye and like gone yeah so I think it's that sudden realization of the wake up of this is what I'm supposed to be, maybe. Well, yeah, I, I think definitely this it. is the scene where he tries his hand at that and mm-hmm. sees if that's what is in store for him is to do that. Now, I don't think he's out there looking for... Um, oh, you thought he was just trying to like, I'm going to do a good thing and that's it. I feel like that's what Superman does every time though. Yeah, but there's more of a we, conflict in it. We don't it. know why he's traveling. He's trying to yeah, find himself really... okay. It's his gap year before college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, later on in the film, we learn that he's on his way to... He's headed for something specific. Yeah. Without, without trying to spoil anything. And this is part of it? Or is this just... I think this is part of it because he's heading more north. If this is yeah. outskirts of, outside of Alaska, then, then he's still making his way north. And then later on, he's in Canada... So, I mean, it's in the, in, the, in the Arctic. So, is he like, here, let me just try to help you fishermen out. And also, I need to get to point B. Yeah, it's like hobo status. Hobo status. Not hobo status. You know, work for... Drifter. Drifter. Drifter would be more like it if they do, you know, doing doing labor for a ride. But then at the same <laughs> time, true. he's like, he, he knows he has these powers. He's 33 now. And... He like wants to see. He's still like he what he can offer to the world, but he's still like testing his limits and stuff. He's still like, um, I mean, he's still in hiding at this point because people don't know what his name. He's going by a fake name, so it's not like he's, it's not like he's done the whole building leap, so he knows how far he could go. It, it's not like he, well, yeah, not yet. He's he's held his breath underneath. You know, he's gone into the Marianas Trench to 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 stop people. You know from drilling so he doesn't we don't know how how long he can hold his breath we don't know how much weight he can you know go we don't know if he could survive an oil rig exploding so like this is i feel like he doesn't know either so this is him testing out his abilities he doesn't really he's still learning about himself so i think he's still helping out these people still putting on the guys as hard as he can of you know i i can't do anything I'm, i'm still a novice let me pretend i'm gonna get you know, I, I might get crushed by this thing you know acting kind of silly but yeah he's still helping the fishermen out i uh but still trying to get north <laughs> i had the first thing i thought of crab boat perfect place for a meet cute with aquaman oh yeah i got some i got some notes on here if, if we can get into that in a minute i got some uh some call not callbacks call forwards i guess there's yeah there's definitely a few in, in these next few minutes that are well, there's a there's some other things crazy because I this being the first time we see present day Superman, there's a lot to there's a lot that they set up in this scene that is all establishing and foreshadowing his status as a character right now. Yeah, the Greenhorn thing, um, we now know that that's part of the establishment of like who he is as a character um in this scene he you know rookie mistake he tries to pick up what looks like 
a bundle of cords and <laughs> the cage falls on him and yeah um the guy who pushes him out of the way uh is engineer burn is the character's name who's played yeah. who's played by um brad kelly um at this time this film came out in 2013 and from 2012 to 2014 there was a show called falling skies and he was oh yeah that guy played a character on that show for that was a spielberg yeah show uh he played a character named Lyle on that show, and he was, I guess, so this must have been kind of like prime time for like that actor. So he was also in this film as well. That's good. Um, but he does, he pushes him out of the way, which the tackle itself I kind of question a lot because he's able to push Superman. Oh yeah, it's kind of like it's it's weird. It's like, does that mean if you snuck up on Superman, could you push him? I don't know if it's a sneaking up. I think it's... Um, I feel like he's actively suppressing. Yeah, he's so concentrated on making it be played off as, as a novice, as a guy that doesn't that can't do that. It's not really a surprise thing. Because even when... What is it later? He gets the can thrown at him. He doesn't even flinch when it hits his head. And that's not really seen as like a tough guy thing. I think it's more seen as like a like a man of steel kind of, kind of deal. But, but yeah, like he definitely gets pushed and it's... I don't like to think it's like a catch him off guard, push Superman, you know, have someone bend over just, behind him and, and another, make him fall over. Another I, thing I thought about was maybe he knows he's about to get pushed. Because, like, you know, this is 33 years now that he's had these powers. Yeah. So he can hear the cage falling. He can hear the guy running. But this would all link up to the suppression. So, like, if he's working so hard... To suppress all of the power, so, like, all of the things that you're going to see in the next couple minutes of, like, from going out of control. And his whole life was, like, working on control and suppression and just, like, trying to be normal. Mm-hmm. Um, his, like, he's not going to hear that. Mm-hmm. He's going to be hearing, like, what a normal human would hear, what he thinks that they would hear. So maybe he's not hearing the cage drop. Maybe he's being so suppressed that he's not... He's easily pushed over, you know? Yeah. Like, he's working yeah, he to be been, a human. He has been suppressing it for 33 years. Yeah. yeah. So maybe he's just really good at it. Yeah, so it just, like, kind of... It's like a, no, it's first nature to him now, yeah. so... And... It's pretty good. Engineer Byrne also gives us um, some more dialogue that goes along, kind of hand-in-hand with the whole... This is a very green and novice Superman, where he says, Keep your eyes open, or you'll get squashed out there. Mm-hmm. Which... Um, and then he's, you know, he does the, where the hell they find you, which is kind of like a joke about, you know, Superman being an alien and his, his, like, they found figuratively his, in a field in his, Kansas, yeah, they like, found him in a the crater. middle of nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> or men- mentally his alienation. Cause not only is he actually an alien, but he also feels alienated as a person. Yeah. So, but that, um, a cornfield boy in the middle of a, the, the Alaskan like ocean mm-hmm. area that's pretty like different too yeah yeah it's definitely something you wouldn't uh like think to see especially an introduction of of superman itself mm-hmm. um but yeah like uh i think keep your eyes open is is definitely a um a more more meaningful line kind of uh to me, it kind of makes it seem like I'm I'm keeping my eyes open for for everything that's about to happen in the cinematic universe, 
Like I, I the way I see Man of Steel is like this is the first installment of this bigger universe that we're getting. So a lot like the other, you know, you know, Marvel universe. There's there's a bunch of Easter eggs and tie-ins and stuff. So it's kind of like keep your eyes open for, for everything that's happening. This is the first. This is the start of this world. This is the start of this universe that, mm-hmm. that these metahumans are are now seeing it, and I think maybe not until the sequel comes out where that 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 Man of Steel will be reviewed as like the the actual starting point, you know? Yeah, the a new hope, if you will, <laughs> a new deal. hope. Yeah, um, I think it's I think it's very good that they did the whole deadliest catch crab fishing scene because. As we've learned, Deadliest Catch, or I don't know why I keep calling it that, but Crab it's, fishing. it's such a dangerous scene to be in anyways. So they were like, let's put him in everyday human danger that happens yeah. like on a daily basis. These people are constantly dealing with the roughest environment possible. And let's put, you know, an everyday man on a boat like that and it's a crazy situation so like i think it works out best to see um superman like dealing with just constant danger all around him and someone having to tell him to keep your eyes open because it's it's a dangerous you know it's a dangerous world out there yeah and so this is just a huge foreshadowing of danger on human level but like he needs to get ready to do this on a god level like yeah. a superhero level like yeah a superman here, here's, level. here's humans dealing well <laughs> yeah here's humans dealing with danger on a daily basis and like on their turf and soon superman is going to be dealing with danger on a daily basis for like a superhero so i think it's crazy i think it's i think it works well here um and they do a great job of establishing establishing the playing field yeah so i think I think it was actually a really good choice. Um, I'm glad that it kind of, they were able to kind of translate that in the first opening scene. Um, let's see. Do you guys have anything else on that opening segment? Yeah. Did you, all? did you see anything about the, the oil rig itself? I got, I got some things like calling back to. Oh, on the oil rig itself. Yeah, is it is that in the next minute or is that in this one? No, no, no. I didn't mean you like you see it in this minute. Yeah, you see, it in, see it in this minute. I was just asking about like that certain. Oh yeah, no. Bit right there. No, I'm I'm good on that. No. that oh, okay. We get to see a bearded Superman, which I know everybody I'm loves. About. Oh yeah. yeah. Let's be honest. I'm about it. <laughs> which so. I would love to see in Justice League. For yeah. A bit. I always like to. That's it's a good, but this is still novice Superman. We get yeah. to see it distinguished. I know, but Already I like seasoned his Superman. Beard is so much better. <laughs> yeah, I don't like butt chins Bearded for Batman. some reason. Um, but I like him. <laughs> yeah. Does he have a butt chin? A cleft, cleft chin? He kind of. Kind of has a butt yeah, chin. Yeah, kind of. But the, you know that kind of just helps him look more Superman. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. very that like quintessentially chiseled jaw. Yeah. <laughs> so once we're done with that whole bit, then we hear the captain. He's calling for all men on aboard to secure the deck. Uh, they're answering a distress call, which is an oil rig that's several kilometers away from them, I would say. I don't know what that is in knots, but sure. Sure. Boat, boat you know talk. knots, but you don't know kilometers. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, 
Neither, but raise, we're just, I'm using both ship. terms. Welcome back to Nautical Minute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. We've been talking about boats a lot today, so it might as well be the Nautical Welcome Minute. Nautical the, Minute? The Barnacle Minute, if you will. Barnacle Minute. We just talk about SpongeBob? sea fishermen. <laughs> yeah, SpongeBob, the movie Jaws. Uh, if it's out in the seas, we're, we're talking about it. The Perfect Storm. There it the is. The Perfect Storm. Cast Away. Oh, Wow. No? Yeah. Oh. But I mean, like, it's on an island for the most part. Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Debatable>. uh, anyways, <laughs> Deadliest Catch. <laughs> um, Pushing for that. He, he calls. Okay, so Captain Haroldson, who's played by Doug Abrahams, he's on the show Legends of uh, Tomorrow, the DC. As who? Uh, he's part of the Justice Society of America. Oh, we haven't watched the that. General. Program. Gerd von Rund. Oh, he's Rundstedt. a German. He's a Nazi. I guess so. Here it yeah. Is. <laughs> but here he is in Man of Steel playing a sea captain. Well, you, good can, on bo- you, you ma- can be both. No one said you can't. <laughs> Maybe he was reincarnated. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> there, yeah. So, <laughs> um, he, he asks all men aboard to secure the deck. They're about to answer a distress call. Um, when... It, the the ship kind of pans out. You get to see the name of the ship. It's Debussy, and it starts to widen its Pan shot, over. and it pans over to showing the oil rig. And well, you're flying with the Coast Guard copter. Yeah, it's a Coast point. Guard copter uh, helicopter above them. Um, not sure why they're also answering the distress call. So, in case who. The ship? Um, the ship. Oh, I think they're there in the area. In, yeah, in case of emergencies like that, they, because it is such like an Arctic kind of area, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times Coast Guards will ask boats Surrounding in the area. Boats, so like, could, like crab Yeah, like fishermen. if there were sur- survivors that they could pull up. If yeah. There was a lifeboat that they needed to pick yeah, up. Yeah, so mm-hmm. then. So just picking up a lifeboat or a helicopter, people don't do that. That'd be a... That'd be a fun ride. Oh, It'd yeah. probably be scary. Terrifying. But they were, he says, like, anyone on there is already dead. Yeah. I, I know. Pessimist, if you. Yeah. That, that's, that's, weird. In, that's in another minute that I like. That's yeah. the next minute that I, I mentioned about yeah. that. But, yeah, I like. With Downer. Yeah, it's like, ew. You, you think that everybody's dead? I mean, it's on fire and it's an oral like, rig, I think so. Because <laughs> the character says the rig is set to blow. Anyone on there is already dead. But, you know, secure the deck because we're going to go over there and. Answer the distress call, which it's you like you have to like the... they can't just straight up like refuse the coast guard though, and the coast guard's going over there. I feel like they so you didn't think they, they kind of like in the next minute they told face. them to leave. They were like, "Get out of here!" Didn't they say that? I feel the like coast they said guard? that. Yeah, I feel like they like went to go like approach it, and they were like the coast guard. That was when the helicopter came. They were like, "Get out of here!" There's no hope, and it was like, <laughs> "Oh." I thought that was the captain who was saying that. I don't know. I feel like, like they were like they were going like they were all up for like oh yeah let's save people. Oh no they're already dead. I guess we'll get as close as we can. I think that's what's happening. Okay. Yeah maybe they're there to just pick up any stragglers that they see out in the water. Yeah. But. Yeah I mean that's all I got. I mean. Oh snap! Think... All right. So if you want to get into it, I got yeah. I got a bombshell, and it goes with my theory of a. Uh, the introduction to the entire universe. Are you the conspiracy theorist of this podcast? This is how it works. I <laughs> am the. Are you the question of this podcast? Uh, not question. I'm. I'm the. So I feel like the it? way this podcast is starting to know. work is like fan theories. Always, <laughs> it's super. He's, fan he's like the lore expert. So like 
when we need a deep sea dive in like the lore of Superman and like we I usually throw him like all the questions like, Oh, what's this called? What is this thing about? It's like here are the here's and then he gives me all the lore of Superman. I just and what I do is I try to get all the all the details about the film itself and like what they're saying and who's saying what and why they're saying it and like so I like try to do the film breakdown and then I throw him the So your brain is literally like pictures on a bulletin board with shoestrings to it. Um, I feel like that's how your brain works. Mine, his is more. more his, mine is more of, his, of, of of I guess he's like the Jedi archives of yeah, Superman, of like knowing background, but also like the way I see it as a film is how do I relate it from page comic to from comic to to, to motion. So it's and it's I think like, what um, I do is I because I mean it's it's not just one singular book that they mm-hmm. take from that a lot of people. Miss, it's an amalgamation you know, of like the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a lot of things. Like I just I brought a couple over today that that kind of combines a lot of the aspects in this story and then another book campaign combines a completely different side of the story but yeah i like source i don't want to say source material because that's kind of silly super well, fan theorist you is probably super better. fan theorist. yeah you can okay. say source material because for the producers and the director and you know yada 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 and even the actors that's source well, they material consult to them. dc all the time but then they go here read these books yeah. and learn about your character i hope that's what people do I really hope that's what they do instead they do. of just reading a script and it's not like I'm too Hollywood. I'm pretty sure they do. I'm pretty, I know, you know. Well, like if it's like a major motion picture that they're hoping to make into a franchise, they encourage the actors to read their parts. So I know that in particular, this is kind of a slightly off topic. Um, Amy Adams yeah. read Lois Lane stuff and she spoiled something for herself because she didn't realize before that um, Lois Lane becomes Superwoman. Oh, yeah. And she was on a late night talk show, like, explaining all of that to, like, I guess it was, like, David Letterman or something. And she was just like, I'm fascinated. So she's read her stuff, too, which is cool. I just, yeah. It's always, like, a little glimpse of hope that I have that people... (laughs) Actually try That they try to get into the character. That's my biggest thing. That's why I'm so all for, you know, Ben Affleck's Batman. He really seems like he's into the character. He's not just Hollywooded out doing it for, you know, the money. He's doing it because he... He fits the bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which in recent news, uh, we now know that he's stepped down from directing the Batman. And but that was to devote more to the character. Exactly, and I yeah. feel like for a lot of yeah. for a lot of people, that was like people thought that was like the last straw in giving the DC Cinematic Universe a chance to develop itself. And so, for some reason, people are angry with that. But in reality, that's like the best thing you could do as a as someone who wants the movie to succeed is all right, let me not try to divide up my time between directing and acting and having to break character to make sure the shots are set up and things are going the way I want. Like, let me find someone I can trust to direct. And we kind of had this conversation with Jacob where the actor and the director have to trust each other and have Ben Affleck focus on being Batman Get a director he can trust and let him do his thing and both of them can, you know, that way Ben Affleck can sleep soundly without having to worry about yeah. both sides of things. And He micro naps. He wouldn't sleep. You know, Batman. Oh, Batman. Yeah. yeah. Takes pills to, to Caffeine sleep. pills? Yeah. Yeah. And then melatonin for like power as- uh, astronaut naps yeah. for like 20 minutes. There are people like that, right? Who like take pills to sleep, take pills to wake yeah. up, take pills to get energy. And there are people who energy. subscribe to that um, astronaut nap system. Yeah. So. There's okay. also people that kill other people. 
for the adrenaline rush? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, I got a note on here on the oil rig itself. Um, It's called uh, uh, the the, the Merrillville oil rig, which is, no, conspiracy theorist. This is called Aquaman itself. So it, they were the they 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 started like drilling in Atlantis, um, and um, it's it's kind of a, it kind of makes sense to have it this this close, Alaska. You know, if if it's like an invasion thing, maybe maybe Aquaman was like, "Yo, get, get out of here," kind of deal. So it it kind of makes sense that um, did anybody even care to think like why was the oil rig, what happened in the oil rig? What what ha- you know was it just an accident? I don't know if it was just an accident. I guess you kind of write it off. But what if Aquaman like didn't like it, it and he attacked it and mm-hmm. and he went you know down, which uh, you know calls it, it makes it seem more more uh, more believable in in, the, in a later minute. But but um, it kind of makes sense that if they're gonna call it an oil rig from an Aquaman comic, why not introduce that character, yeah. which goes into this is now Aquaman seeing this what this if person. what if he was watching the whole thing burn and then all of a sudden this, this one man like... trying to hold it up and and save the people he's like oh uh, one it kind of sees it shows compassion it shows that people aren't all messed up in this in this world oh everybody's probably already dead well that one person doesn't think so and he's trying to go save him so maybe that's that's kind of that showing that but um but yeah the, the oil rig definitely seems like it's a it, it's probably called aquaman mm-hmm I read. Um, I read I some. Hope so. I did some. That'd research. be kind of cool if they did that scene, like kind of like a a flashback in Aquaman's movie. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. how we saw in Dawn of Justice, where we yeah, saw yeah. Batman's side. Maybe we get to see this as Aquaman's. Not see- maybe he sees the the later on and it would in the probably notion, maybe it would be or... his awakening to see like other super people. Exactly. So that's what world. I think. This is this is what this universe is all about. This movie is definitely definitely showing us, These, us like, that uh, this is that's what i'm saying keep your eyes open oh this is this is so much more than just a superman movie these this are so world these like micro all of these heroes moments. have to exist in this universe yeah so yeah, th- yeah. so it's kind of like this but like you wouldn't really you wouldn't really care to think about it you know yeah i did some i was doing some research earlier about it um and i was researching like where in the area this is happening and the part of the Justice League kind of teaser that we saw of them filming in San Diego Comic Con, where they show Ben Affleck um, going up to, to Aquaman, Aquaman and talking, everything. yeah, talking to Arthur Curry, um, that happens in this area. Does it now? Yeah, yeah so it's, it's probably it happens in this area, but I don't think it's in a fishing think, village. I don't think Aquaman rules Atlantis right now. Well, do you in, think he's that Arthur Curry in the lighthouse? I daily? think if if this is. If this is Atlantis attacking an oil rig, it's not by Aquaman, but rather Orm. Orm calling yeah. down and trying to yeah, do his it. brother yeah. Ocean Master. Who... Or it's Aquaman just being rogue and being like, "Hey, this yeah, is he pissing me be, off." Yeah, my he fish. could be yeah. like, "Hey, fuck, hey, these people are trying to live their life." Because you don't know in which the, fuck. No, that... and Orm, he probably told, he probably hired them to dig through Atlantis. Yeah, well, and you don't know in the timeline where that meeting in the fisher the fish village lies exactly exactly in relation to the oil rig thing so the oil rig could be i don't know anywhere at this point i saw i wrote down where it was all taking place um gosh i can't find it start with a c cordova i want to say is that a real place i don't know i didn't really look too far into it to be honest with you um but yeah, I th- like I said, I think this is definitely solidifying the um, 
the the notion that all these other heroes, especially these main seven Justice Leaguers, exist in this universe. And, um, you know, we, we definitely see it in Dawn of Justice, obviously, but um, I think Man of Steel is, it shows smaller hints to, to the bigger, the bigger picture, you know, and I, I think we're supposed to keep our eyes open. Otherwise, we'll get squashed out here. Uh. Okay, yeah, here it is. So this all takes place uh, around Canada. This is where, like, we're kind of where he's at right now in the film. So it says, like, so the history of Canada in this film is that in 16,645 B.C., a Kryptonian scout ship crash-landed on, um, I'm going to butcher this name, but Elzmir Island. Elmira? Uh, and what would later become Canada. Oh, and then, Elmira. And then here also, they talk about, like, Clark Kent has, like, his voyage through it, and a coastal village in Newfoundland. 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 On Canada's eastern coast. If you talk to Canadians, it's Newfoundland. It's all, oh, like, so one word. so if it's word. on Canada's eastern coast, and that's not, then, then... Like, Newfoundland is, like, really super far north. But more towards, like, northeast, or... I'll have to look at a map. Oh, I don't want to take too, too much time, but, Geography yeah. Geography lesson, everybody. Canada. Yeah. Canada plays a huge part in a lot of events in this film. So, with the scout ship, and Kal-El's journey, and Arthur Curry. Yes, northeast. Okay, so this is not... Yeah, so go headed towards Alaskan... Well, no. no. More Arctic. No, yeah, more Maine. Arctic. Yeah, okay, Maine. More Maine. Yeah. Yeah. We're dumb. We don't know maps. Like I don't know maps Greenland <laughs> area. Sure. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hope that's... These further minutes will show... I think, like, last... Not a minute. Later on down the road. We get to see kind of... Um, hopefully the first glimpses of, of Aquaman kind of kind of appearing that we don't really recognize nor would, would we pay attention to first viewing the movie but yeah i mean that's that's pretty much all i got what about you guys yeah nope that's that's it ending it on on that if you want yeah i feel like we should end on conspiracy yeah i just want you to, i want to i want to end on dc extended universe conspiracies <laughs> i want to i want to like kind of pay attention to these next minutes coming out of here because it it really is showing, um, like his his uh, his, not it's like a training montage, but not really. It's kind of showcasing his powers and and how he how he can handle them. Yeah. And it's different, really, like like uh, his most extreme situations that we get begin to see in these these next few minutes. I think I think show it, and I just want to keep an eye out for it. That's all I got. I see what you're saying. Cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got, I got some more things to talk about, but I'll I'll try to I'll try to No, but back I to think it. yeah, this first minute was good in just giving us the the who who is Superman right now. Like where is he? Yeah. So I think present day. This it's is honestly a present the, day. like I I applaud it. It's a really good way to start out the you know, the character. So yeah, it's kudos, like a, kudos it's a pretty that. like packed minute. It's These packed. next couple of minutes are packed. It's as packed. Fashion. Yeah, if like you, <laughs> if, you if you look at it like yeah. kind of, kind of if you conspiracyist really way. Yeah. I mean, this this is coming from a group of kids that think Jor El's a mad scientist. Yeah, and Frankenstein sending his oh, alien, yeah. alien baby to a, a planet that he could completely rule over and, yeah. and kill it's everybody. All. You know, very, it's mad scientist. It's very packed when you look at it in like a a minute. 
I, I'm new to these minute podcasts, so. No, yeah. you know. Cheer that fight outside. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sounded like it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No. I'm, I, do- I'm done. I here. think this is a good minute to kind of give us that. Yeah. But all right, yeah, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and wrap up this minute. If you love what you hear, don't forget to rate, subscribe, comment, do all that jazz. You can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute. Um, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Um, did you want to plug your... Oh, yeah, you could uh, find me at Honey Hole My Beer on iTunes. All right. I don't know if we're on the Google Play Store yet. We might be. Check us out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll catch you guys on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.